Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Hey, Marketing School listeners, I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that Walmart improved their conversion rate by 2%? for every second that they improve their load time. In other words, website speed helps with conversions. In addition to that, Google uses it to determine where your site ranks in their index. So the faster your website loads, the higher you'll rank. For that reason, I wanna talk to you today about a company called DreamHost. DreamHost powers the web with fast websites and superior customer service brought to you by a team of web experts who are super committed to your success online. We've worked with them to create a special offer just for Marketing School listeners. All you have to do is go to dreamhost.com slash marketing school to learn more and get your website online today. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Marketing School. I'm your host, Eric Su. And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to talk about what kind of content you should be publishing on LinkedIn. So first and foremost, about a couple years ago, I believe, uh, LinkedIn opened up the publishing platform to everyone so they can kind of build their brand and just write content so everyone can see it. And, you know, they've built up their organic traffic quite a bit just by opening up their platform. And yeah, I guess, you know, we can jump into talking about the benefits of being able to do that. So I can kick things off. What I will say is recently, this is an interesting story, somebody that decided to publish a post on top digital marketing agencies. And interestingly enough, that actually ranks well on Google and we actually get leads from that very post. So, you know, there is benefit to to writing stuff on LinkedIn, you know, it will rank in Google. And, you know, for us, what I do on LinkedIn for personally is that I take some of our content that's been around on our site at least over three weeks. So Google has indexed it on my site. Um, and then I'll put it onto LinkedIn as well to, you know, try to get it more eyes. You know, basically what I'm using it for is I'm syndicating it to LinkedIn. Now, I know Neil probably uses it differently. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but that's just one way to do it. You can syndicate the stuff that you have. Just make sure you wait a couple weeks at the very least um, and then post it to LinkedIn. So for me, what I've noticed is the more content that I publish on LinkedIn, the more contact requests that I get. And when someone gives me a contact request, I accept them no matter what. I don't care what industry they are or what they do. I just accept everyone. The second thing I noticed was the more contact requests I get, eventually it leads to more business inquiries. I don't notice the business inquiries happening right away. But as my contact base keeps growing, my amount of business inquiries that I get from LinkedIn each month goes up. Now, granted, there's some seasonality because I'm in the B2B realm, like December is a bad month. And also the amount of junk requests that go up as my contacts go up also increase, but that I don't care about. My assistant just filters through all of that. With LinkedIn, I've also found that when I take content from my blog and then publish it later on LinkedIn, it doesn't do as well compared to if I just write unique content for LinkedIn. Because unique content on LinkedIn tells people that, hey, if I want to read Neil's stuff on LinkedIn, it's only going to be here. It gives them a reason to follow my LinkedIn page and read every single post versus being like, oh, I can just find that on his blog. So I look at it as an independent channel and I found that to be much more effective. When I just took my blog content and I put it on LinkedIn, it didn't do that well and I didn't get as many contact requests. One little hack I can give you is when you go to your LinkedIn page, uh, there's actually a section where you can add uh, sites that you've published on and also there's a section that you can add for your projects. 
Now, what I really like about the projects is that I can add, for example, I can link to this podcast. I can just say, click here to listen to my marketing podcast with Neil Patel. That's number one. Number two would be click here to listen to my other podcast. And then I can have other projects in there linking to specific videos, courses that I have. And then I can also have a section that uh, links to things that I publish outside. Could be, um, let's just say, you know, Neil writes for Entrepreneur Magazine or he writes for Forbes. Um, he can have those show up. So it adds more credibility to your specific profile. I know we're talking about publishing, but these are also things that you can publish on your profile to add more credibility. So I think, Neil, maybe it's helpful for us to talk about metrics around I mean, how many views we're getting per LinkedIn post. Now, for me, I mean, you know, at my height, um, for the stuff that I'm syndicating, I might only get 100 to 200 views on it. Um, what are you seeing? Yeah, I'm seeing the same thing. It's really tiny, unless I write really broad articles that are like general, like entrepreneurship type of articles. My view count isn't as high compared to when I write marketing articles, right? Like the marketing articles get way less views than the general stuff, but the specific articles that are really like niche. Like if I publish, I'm going to give you an example. Let's say I publish something on growth hacking. I'm making this up versus I publish something on like 10 ways to be more productive at work. The 10 ways to be more productive at work will get probably 50 or a hundred times more views, but the growth hacking article will lead to way less views, but more relevant views and more business inquiries and more leads. So what I recommend doing is if you're just trying to go for contacts, you can try to write a few broad pieces of articles and they're not too bad. It'll help build up your brand on LinkedIn, help you build up your connection base. But I found that if you're trying to get more business, writing specific tailored content performs the best. Now, the caveat to this is if you write the really specific type of piece of content too early on and you don't have too many followers on LinkedIn, it's not as effective because it won't get shown to as many people. So I do recommend you do a mixture at the beginning of some broad topics and some industry-specific topics. So that'll help you A, build up an audience, and B, generate leads at the same time. So part of your content effort should be on growth, just like getting more followers, getting more uh, contacts. And then the second part should be on writing very specific content pieces that can rank well on Google and drive leads, and people on LinkedIn would be like, oh, wow, Eric or Neil is really smart. I should hire him, right? Great. And one thing that you are probably wondering right now, well, you know, Google has this duplicate content thing. Are you sure we should be syndicating stuff? So, you know, in general, if you're syndicating content of any sort, not just for LinkedIn, if you're not doing it to the hundreds or thousands, you don't really have to worry about much. If you're literally just taking something that you posted on one blog, a couple weeks later, you post it to another blog. It's not going to be a big deal. And you can you can Google this uh, just to see what Google's official stance on it is. You don't have to worry about this. Um, I just wanted to throw that in there. But yeah, I mean, LinkedIn for, for us, I mean, it's, it's been good. Like it, it's adding inquiries for us, for other people, um, stuff that other people are writing and then just stuff for us. Um, it's definitely adding connections too. So I can give that a, a plus one. I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger with the new features that they're adding um, around uh, you know, the ability to retarget and they're adding features where, you know, you can add a, you know, add from LinkedIn button on your, on the forms on your landing pages. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. I think with the acquisition of Microsoft, they're really going to, uh, from Mac Microsoft, they're going to beef it up quite a bit. So Neil, anything to add before we close things off? If you blog on LinkedIn, this doesn't mean that you don't need a personal blog. If you can only blog like once every blue moon, then by all means only do it on LinkedIn, but I ideally recommend having both still. Great. That's it for this episode of Marketing School. And as always, 
please give us feedback. Please give us more topic ideas. We're always listening. This is a daily show. We can't do this without you. And we'll see you in tomorrow's episode of Marketing School. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School. Oh,